1: Lamb
0: Goat presents the Van Flip podcast. What is up? Welcome to the in-person version of the Van Flip podcast presented by Lamb Goat. Obviously we're on location today at the Orange Peel in Nashville, North Carolina. It's my second time being here. It's a wonderful venue I've always thought about coming back and luckily I am able to be back and I am joined by JB and Sebastian of the band Baroness. Welcome to the show guys, how are you doing?
2: Good. Doing great. It's
0: awesome, awesome. You guys are uh, third day of tour, the Oblivion, Sweet Oblivion tour, celebrating the release of your new album Stone. Also, twenty years of the band. Congratulations.
1: Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's Thanks. ten years for me. I know it's ten but for that's you. Still, that's yeah, still Twenty good. for but the whole yeah, year. There's though.
2: two anniversaries happening, and we're not, even we're even not it. really celebrating. I that. know. I didn't we know need, if I should I, bring that up. Somebody, somebody told me. Somebody that. mentioned to me the, the other night. They were like. So what are you guys doing for it? I was like, oh, this tour. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what? Yeah.
0: This tour. Um, and I should probably preface this again. This is the first in-person podcast. So if you're listening, these microphones may not be all balanced and whatnot. But hey, what else is new with the Lamgo podcast, right, guys?
1: Not sure. Yeah, I yeah, think you, these I microphones think <laughs> seem fantastic. Well, okay.
0: So Stone just got uh, you just released Stone. My first question is about the album title. Is it a color, or did you guys just go away from the colors after Golden? Golden I grade. mean, you kind of answered your own question. Yeah. Which part? First or
1: second? Of is, is it a color? Is it a color? color?
0: Is it a color? Is it a color?
2: Technically? Technically, I don't think it is a color.
1: I don't think so, but I'm sure there's a crayon or pencil or paint somewhere. Going. Yeah, that's what I was going on. There's got to be
2: a Crayola. There's a shade has, somewhere. Has, well, there was stone. Slate, I think. Slate is definitely 80s. one of them. Classic.
0: So why the why the... Direction away from the colors. Are we going to physical objects now of hardness?
2: Uh, well, it's as far as why <laughs> do we change? <laughs> mm. Maybe not of hardness. <laughs> <but> <laughs> Firmness. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see mm-hmm. how firm okay. it is. Um, No, uh, well, the 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 concept for the chromatic themed titles only had six iterations. Uh, it was meant to be. It was meant to build a rainbow of album titles so we got a bit cheeky with you know some of the titles but essentially it was supposed to just be red orange yellow green blue and violet Mm. so you know golden gray was our orange
1: can i ask you a question yes go ahead the new band member of 10 years were you ever tempted to do like the 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 basic colors uh, it's either TV or printing. They're, it's Oh, RGB cyan. or CMYK. Yeah. Was that ever a temptation to use that version of the colors? No,
2: but maybe we shouldn't be talking about it now because that Shit. should be a temptation oh, we in just, the future.
1: Uh, right. Let out something.
2: <laughs> so what Yeah, because it could be cyan, magenta, <laughs> what, yellow. What? Yellow's, yellows use both. In you already did that one. And it? Uh, K, which is black.
0: What
1: about we just uh, call it? Oh, K? What does the K mean? I have no idea. And I That's design. a good question. I should know. Is that, that. for screens or for printing?
2: That is for uh, printed 2D materials. RGB is, RGB are the three colors That's that you the use pixels. when you're transmitting light. Yeah, yeah. Uh, CMYK right, right. is what it takes, it takes four colors the to pigments. build uh, a full range of colors in printing.
0: Right. Interesting. And what was the idea behind using the, the rainbow at, at the beginning 20 years ago?
2: I mean, at the very beginning, it was just sort of a, sort of a almost like a casual joke. Mm. Uh, I do I, and I remember I remember the moment that it happened like very very clearly we were we had uh, we were writing our record red uh, and we made that record in the basement of the of the Jinx which was the uh, like the club in Savannah the mm-hmm. sort of a punk club like heavy music Mecca uh, during during the years that I was there between 2000 2010 yeah. yeah yeah and our drummer Alan at the time We'll, and I were talking about you know what, what we would title the record because we we're it was in its nascent form at that point, and he said that it, he was like well, wouldn't it be cool if we just did a rainbow he's like you, you're obviously going to design all the all the jackets and like think how awesome our merch spread would look right when we got all six of those records out it, the the implicit thing there being was like there's no fucking way that we're ever going to record six records we just you know <laughs> right. I think I I don't, I don't think I think we. I think I took the band very seriously, and I was like, "Yes, we could do six records." But I believe the overwhelming theme was, that, yeah, like we'll never get there, but let's see how far we get." And you know, lo and behold, by 2019, we had we had completed that cycle. Uh, so I think that f- moving from those albums to this new album, uh, we needed. We internally needed to feel the need for that for a change which was present i think even from the from the very beginnings of stone uh but this the, you know there there were there were some sort of signifiers that, that made it easier easier for me to move away from doing the color titles because i think that was very i think it was a really fun thing you know series of, of records for me to work with as an artist mm-hmm. uh but you know this is this is literally our first record with a stable lineup and that might sound just like like one funny little data point but I think that it I think actually that when it came to writing the the chemistry you know the chemistry that you accrue uh with with a band touring for years and years and years is something that I always dreamt about building on but when you've got somebody new coming in you always you always have to keep one foot in right. the past so that that so that the new, the newest member doesn't feel like they're the one that's changing things inexorably.
1: <laughs> yeah, like like when I when I joined on Purple, I intentionally tried to do things that I thought Alan did or were were Alan, right? Alan, Alanisms. Oh, I, gotcha. I didn't want to come in and be like, "This is what it you sounds like." Guys you guys know. are asking
0: my my questions.
1: For us. Yeah, that's so good. so
2: you know when we got to when we got to Golden Gray, uh, Nick and Sebastian felt well. We 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 all felt that it was time for them to be a little bit more a hundred percent of what. You know who they are as musicians, because you know, as as you as is audible through those records. I think the current Baronets uh, rhythm section is, has got a real identity that's, in some ways, kind of separate from the identity of the guitar players and singers in the band. Whereas in the past, it was it was a more condensed sort of thing. Yeah. You know, I think w- what we've done is we've gotten older and we've seen the value in. Maybe letting a rhythm, you know, like having music where the rhythm section fulfills that sort of classic role—that's mm. uh, that is somewhat independent from the guitar riffs. You know, it's cool when everybody's the same thing. It's cool when everybody's like on that same page. But I think it's—I think the music gets a little bit more dimension when you let yeah. when you, when you stop. I mean, and I think the thing that happened with Stone, which was you know building on this chemistry and signifying this change, this sort of sea change in the way that we approach things. Was that there wasn't a ton of discussion, like verbal discussion amongst us about what chords are you playing, what key is the song in, what you know? Let's let's organize these leads. Let's let's coordinate all this stuff. We know each other. We trust each other. We don't need to do that as much anymore.
1: Golden Grain involved a lot of debate in the studio. Yeah, and a lot of everybody trying to you know make their case or whatever. That on Stone. it was a lot. Le- there were a lot less of that.
0: Interesting, yeah, because I was curious as to, you know, because again, members do come and go, and uh, one of the questions I was going to ask much later, I guess, but we're in the, the year, we are. We're, we're in the vein of what that uh, topic is. So, my question we was are. when Sebastian did come in, like, how, and then when Gina came in too, like, how are the trajectories of the band, you know, sonically, how did that change, and you know, how was that as a as a band to take on? But clearly, it's it kind of just said that. The newcomers kind of try to meld to the sound of the band to to an an extent.
2: Right, right, right. Like it's it's really important to me that that I I think the band is the power of Baroness that that we've built on is that it the members of the group are free to express themselves in in their way. But uh, so I, I guess a better way to put it is the process of making a record is is kind of a learning experience for. At the time, you know, newer members like Sebastian and Nick. Like, right. Baroness is sort of a weird blend of like really technical, really embellished, really like organized, composed music, but also it requires a certain type of loose, sort of rough swagger, you know, yeah. which is just because I'm kind of a rough player at times.
1: Um, so I John think. John and I are basically self taught, and, and Nick and Gina are more studied. Yeah, and I think it. I think it makes sense. Yes. Well, yeah, but I think it, but, makes, but it makes a cool combo. No, no,
2: yeah. And we and I found I found that we we sort like I think because we we're very we, we like to analyze things and we like to critique things uh, in real time, but I th- I think one one thing that's always exists in this band is these sort of fragmented dualities that that we'll have like for for instance like this thing like Seb and I essentially come from like punk backgrounds. Right. Okay. You know, you just. You figure it out as you're doing it you know you just like (laughs) do whatever do you do whatever you want no questions asked but you got to figure it out as you go as you go along and then uh, nick and gina as he he mentioned both had
0: formal training Mm -hmm. and more hey what's up it's lurk looks like you're enjoying the podcast if you are and you like what we're doing here on the van flip why don't you go ahead and pause this give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to if you want to find out any information on your favorite bands from the hardcore and metal scene, visit lambgoat.com. And to stay in the loop about everything that we post on lambgoat.com, make sure you like us on Facebook, and you head over to Twitter and Instagram and follow us at lambgoat. Are you a full-grown adult and you also have a TikTok account? Congrats! Follow us on TikTok as well. You can find us under the username lamgoat.com. That's spelled out D-O-T-C-O-M. Head over to our YouTube channel where we have all of these podcasts in video format, plus a lot more content that you should check out. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and you hit that notification bell so you're always alerted when we upload new content. And last but not least, if you want to follow me, Lurk, the host of the show, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LurkCity. And as always, if you need any of the links that pertain to the artists on the show today, Lamgoat, or myself, you can always find them in the description. Thanks for listening to this message. Now let's get back to the show.
2: You know, maybe a maybe a deeper. I mean, Seb has it too, but maybe a deeper knowledge of theory and composition right. uh, as a result of study. W- whereas I've sort of picked that up along the way from them, which mm. is you know kind of a wonderful thing. So Seb and I are kind of like the loose, scrappy. Like we're always playing 110% of our capability. And Nick and Gina you gotta have, challenge yourself. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and then yeah. Nick and Gina the 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 sort of technical stuff comes more fluidly to them Mm -hmm. i mean much more fluidly to them at times but then they have to sort of meet in the middle and you know i remember when gina joined there we just sort of had to go over like or we sort of i sort of had to say like look we can practice these songs you and i all the time but once the band gets here it's going to be different then once we get on stage it's going to be entirely different so you need to learn how to like really like play the guitar incorrectly like Uh, like too hard sometimes
0: was that difficult for her to like to Take on?
2: I don't know that it was difficult. It's just it's just a jarring thing right. when you've you know in in some ways when you spent your your you know young life as a musician practicing those subtle things and learning how to do the the real sophisticated dynamic controlled things. It's some. I think you can. I think you can teach yourself so much control that you forget how to let go of it. You know. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, that that was the case with either of them, but we did we did sort of have to, you know, it is a it's a matter of meeting in the middle. And then, like I said, so you know that that's the Seb and I and Gina and Nick, and then Gina and I, you know, we have a musical sensibility that's that's very much in line, whereas Nick and Seb have you know sort of a different uh, musical thing so you know we got rhythm section we, we just like yeah, yeah. Or, we're just
1: like arguing about music terms that's what nick and i do it's yeah everybody else Non-stop. loves it
0: yeah, yeah the the technical term and
1: just whatever you guys call it whatever you call it back in the day kind of thing it just goes it just goes on and on yeah, yeah it's, it's like it's never ending
0: what is what is swing
1: what a swing yeah what does what swing mean
0: to if me they, uh, in a digital audio workstation it's just you know the, the off like when something is programmed, you know it's like ding, 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 robotic. Yeah. But this, when you put more swing on it, it makes it seem more human-like and See, more natural. See, that's yeah.
1: that's more what I know. What was saying. Yeah. I was saying that for drummers, the the, the, the assumption that if somebody says play with swing, they mean play the first and third triplets <laughs> on the beat. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. The what's swing what's music type, style. Well, no, not s- swing music, and with swing is different. Ah. And also, it swings is not; it is swung. Told it's it's true. It's, no, no, he's, he's very like, totally like, these, these. are it swings means it sounds good. It sounds yeah. human. it's, right, it's right, really right. swinging. It yeah, I mean really. it means like it's it got is a good swung pocket. Means it's approaching the triplet feel.
0: I got you. Okay,
1: that is a, I learned that today. <laughs> I'm sure. Somebody, well, if somebody somebody you want to learn please, a whole lot more about please it, please like disagree, let them go yeah. with me and let's okay. keep this going. This
0: Maybe after the show, we'll just do some bonus content. If you guys are arguing about terms, and that'll be a whole another segment. You
2: have to turn the mics down because we get loud.
0: That was that
1: was the least punk rock. Discussion we are yes. I'm sorry a- anyway, but 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 see, I, I
2: I do think it's kind of like to, to the point where like we we approach the music we play in the in a similar fashion to the way that I approached you, you know m- more punk stylings that I had when I was younger, but we're trying to do like very sophisticated, very uh, interesting, you know, sort of progressive ways of playing music or just just unique ways of playing music, but we still got to have that you know as much of that edge as possible right. or we or we need to maintain that edge and not not lose it in favor of sophistication and gotcha. smoothness and you know i think i think there's you know, you know f- for the listener who wants really really precise really really technical really really advanced playing there's a there's a whole world of music out there that's just like dizzying right. Right. and horrible and not musical so for us, it's always, it's always we, we, we use the term musical a lot because I think you can, I think you can do things that are, you know, technically dazzling but not musical, and uh, you know, whereas you, you know, if you listen to like more folk-based musics from around the world, it's simple but there's like feeling to it. So we, yeah. we try, we're try, always trying to find that center ground where all those all those worlds sort of meet.
0: Interesting. And you guys just said that you kind of are more self-taught, like how long how long have you like when did you start playing the drums or a guitar uh, i know on like the first mini records john you didn't play guitar at all so the first what the first rec- the first few records did you not play guitar no i always play guitar jesus christ yeah, yeah yeah that was wrong then we're a guitar band yeah yeah no i figured that but i thought it was very strange that <laughs> i've never i've I never sang why, in a band yeah. in my
2: life i've never just been a singer in the band in my life i kind of i fantasize about it sometimes like holding a mic it's I mean, and like being able you, to you move around do it
1: in our, there's a couple of songs where no you
2: have to be dude no, you have to i him. never get i never get 20 seconds to just <laughs> chill i don't
1: what about beneath the Rose? Maybe, uh,
2: maybe 10 seconds here and there seconds.
0: yeah yeah um sorry they're texting me out, outside so i'm trying to reiterate back here um so where where's the trajectory after stone going to head for the band even though i know we got we just put a record out and technically you guys like to spend, you know, three to four years before you release a record. but well, do We don't are, like we don't to like do that. To. <laughs> 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 something always happens. So, yeah, well, something, something, something always happens. Been, that's been the release cycle for the most part. Well, I'll, I'll say that... So you're saying had, a newer this, record before?
2: We haven't, like, okay, so here we are night three of a tour in support of a record which just came out. This hasn't happened to us before.
1: Hmm. Not since I joined the band. Yeah. You done okay. it? I mean, yeah. No, you uh, got, yellow and green think got screwed up, obviously. Yellow
2: and green, we got screwed up. Yeah, because blue, like.
1: Blue, what did you do? A normal tour cycle? Must have.
2: We must have. But, you know, it's been since blue, which is, I guess, 14 years old or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. So some, the <laughs> online tells me that. <laughs> um, I don't celebrate birthdays like that.
0: I know. We're 20th birthday up in here, and no one knew about it.
2: But, yeah, with, with blue, in between blue and yellow and green, our. You know, bass player of uh, you know who yeah. who was there at the beginning. Like, he left the band just before we recorded Yellow and Green. So when even when we went out at the begin before the accident in 2012, we were um we had we had just like had a friend of ours filling in on bass. So that was all. We were starting from sort of a weird place anyway. Right. But then August 15, and we fall off a cliff and da 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 da. So that record cycle was done. Mm-hmm. And then when Purple came out there was just you know we we did some like set up tours in the US but we never really we never really did the normal thing
1: we did like a small like like small club like two week yeah. tour you know
2: it, 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 to like to like get us ready to do you know a full headline tour and then you know then Pete left the band uh through that cycle and so we were again we were sort of in uh a limbo yeah in, in that sort of limbo and then when Gina joined we did golden gray and We were ready to tour on Golden Grey, but then the lockdown happened. So awesome! Yeah, then you know now we get into Stone. So, so I uh, already we've already done better with this record than any of our past records, in that we're just out supporting it. Which
1: we already had our gear freighted to Australia and our guitar tech in New Zealand. (laughs) That's how close we were
2: nice. in twenty in twenty twenty. Oh wow! Tour. Yeah, wow. we were we were four days away from flying yeah. when the lockdown happened, and mm-hmm. stupidly we thought we were still flying. You know, like <laughs> up until <laughs> be, up until week, the lockdown, uh, we, we thought we were going. People we'll be
0: all right. Everything will be normal. Uh, I, I hate talking about it, but like, how good or bad was the Pando for the band?
2: It was tremendously bad, as bad as you can possibly imagine. Just like it like was for everybody else. Or just, oh, I mean,
1: bad, obviously, yeah. Too, I
2: mean, but. we're. Mentally too? Or? We're, yeah, mentally, physically. But I mean, the whole, the it, whole was
1: also, it was also, it was really dark for me. I had other things going on that I'm not going to talk about. But, but it was to, also, it was really good for me. I really fell in love with the drums again and with practicing. I live in Brooklyn and my rehearsal space is two blocks from my apartment. There and I live you alone. Up and I would just go by myself every day I had nothing else to do. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like and I know just, it's bad. And you know, I know what? I had yeah. it was actually fun. I had yeah. a good time and it I and I learned a lot from the, from the, from that time.
0: Yeah. You know? And then some people did take that time to, you know, yeah. they enjoyed it. So that's why I asked. Although bands and this industry in general definitely suffered. Of course. Yeah, like I mean
2: it it was it was hard. I I think for I think we occupy like sort of a lower middle class. Level of band you, right, meaning right, right. meaning we got to go to work every day right 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 we have to go to work every day and we committed ourselves to that years ago We're not ago.
1: successful enough to not have to do this and we're not and we're successful enough that we depend on it yeah do you know what I'm saying right like we're you, you that, don't have in to in that that necessarily
0: have a second job yeah didn't mean, want it's, to
2: it's a we're 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 you know kind of a blue collar band in that way we, where when we work things go decently for us and if we stop working for a few years. <laughs> it gets you know right. it, the the shoestrings get tighter and tighter and and um, you know i think that, that that was a really that was a really difficult challenge to overcome because i have a fairly specific vision for what this band is and it's not it's not that it's not something i can articulate and define on paper but it's got to be a certain way or else it's not we don't release it right. you know it has to meet a s- a certain thresholds and standards of uh, of quality and sincerity and if it doesn't then no good so you know having the rug pulled out from underneath us when we were super excited to tour on a record that did that did its own thing but then you know then i think the thing that maybe was the only light in that air, that time period for me because i had a lot of like horrible things going on personally just you know i wasn't i wasn't there was a worst time in the world for me to just stop uh and just doing it yeah no it was it was Genuinely, like very very difficult, but we came. You know, we had the idea that, well, seems like we've got a little bit of time ahead of us. So let's let's do a new record, and there's no better time than now to just take that further step into you know artistic and creative independence and make the record ourselves, Hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. not
2: rely on anybody else. Let's just see what the four of us can do with. Only our, you know, only the bounds of our creativity and only the bounds of our imagination to restrict us. Yeah. We had, we, you know, I've been Craigslisting and eBaying equipment since the early two thousands, and I've essentially built a fu- like a functional studio worth of stuff. Nice. So we rented an Airbnb in the middle of nowhere. Uh, in the middle of the pandemic
1: we didn't even have tape off it was just literally the four of us
2: oh wow yeah so so like, we engineered we set up mics interesting we, nice. we were writing we were composing we were rehearsing we were wiring things together and in between takes I would have to run back and forth between the the like the console right uh, which was in a the master bedroom yeah, the
1: control room was in the master bedroom and the main the, you know the sort of Living room, dining room area was like the, the drum room.
0: And how much does the ambience of
1: that it's play huge, into? It was a huge It was a huge thing. I mean, Nick and I went around looking at houses, and I walked into that house, and I clapped a couple of times, and I'm like, we "Need to get this place." Nice. Like I, w- I knew that the drums were going to sound good. Yeah, it was.
2: It was, and it, and it, and genuinely, I think it was kind of the perfect place. I would 100 do our next record there again. are you?
0: No. That's what I was going to ask too. Is that like going to be the next? Is that what the band will do for records going forward?
1: Just I don't
2: see why we wouldn't, because the the experience itself was was quite rewarding. Same and I, cash, too, I, I, maybe I think, this
1: time we would take a, a friend to help us. Yeah, we stuff. would. <laughs> it would be, it would be nice to. Ha- it yeah. would be nice
2: to have an in, like, like somebody to like assist an sure. engineer, uh, f- for certain. But I think that it for you know the interesting thing was that in that time period, it forced us to utilize our utilize our chemistry it forced us to like really really genuinely trust each other uh and to sh- to show the kind of musical respect to, to you know to each of our bandmates that you know that i kind of only always dreamed about having mm-hmm. you know uh where we are we're we are our own quality control we are in charge of capturing the sounds the you know the quality and the nature of those sounds Uh, we were in charge of composing and and we what I think what what we learned maybe a bit uh, through 2019 um, and certainly through some of the tours that we did like just you know in 2021 2022 we did these Your Baroness tours were just like an evening with we had to know every song from our back catalog we were playing Mm -hmm. three hour sets every night and so we, I missed that. I really. Am bummed it, was, it, was <laughs> yeah. it was. It was fucking awesome. It was like. Was it taxing?
1: It must have been taxing, though. It I was, was taxing, it. but it was. I, I liked it. I, it was like very.
2: It felt athletic. Cool. You know.
1: Nick and I had so John and Gina would do like two or three acoustic songs in the middle of the set, so Nick and I could go backstage, which was you know whatever. Wait, wait. The broom Bathroom, closet or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and just have a couple of beers. You know, and it was like it was like it was yeah it was fun. Nice. I, I mean, didn't mean to throw you off
0: on. No no on no. That.
2: But but you know like if you can imagine what it takes to be flexible enough to because because the, we do we did three sets the a set was like the ticket buyers in that town would get a list of at literally every song we rec- we've ever recorded including the working titles from the songs that would be on stone mm. so I don't know what we would have done if they had called those yeah, out we did, but we just yeah. fe- it, we, it was kind of like ch- we were just being cheeky because we knew they wouldn't get votes um, but like, you know so we, had, so we had to, so we had to be able to play kind of anything. And then you know, like Gina and I would do a couple acoustic songs for you know 20 minutes, and then we would come out and we'd sort of jam. We would we we took the the song Canoscura from Golden Grey and we just turned that into a sort of freeform jam, mm. which would set off the final uh, part of the set, which was just kind of anything we wanted to do, because we had learned and prepared all the songs. We felt like, well, we'll just stick all we'll stick them all in the back half of the set and we'll be good at them and so we were able to play i think it was like four or five songs every night off of every record that we've done mm-hmm. uh, which was really challenging and super fun I and bet. kept us in, in really good shape but i think it taught us how to it taught us how to be intuitive and reactive as as players mm-hmm. as co-musicians and so when you know when we were doing stone a lot of it felt like it was more improvisational uh, and we never really, we never really overcomposed the songs to the point where there had, to, there was only one way to do it. You know, there. Was, when there do you...
0: When do you know that it's done? When do you know that a Baroness song is done and how long does it take to get well, to that point? Well, it depends you're talking about the instruments or the vocals. I, the the, the finished the, product. The finished product of the song. Well,
2: the finished, product, the finished product, I mean, it is it, it is interesting. This record, it's not the best way to write music by far, but we wrote all the instrument um, instrumentals first.
0: Okay. Did you have lyrics in mind or you wrote that to the song?
2: I had lyrics, but they didn't work. And then I spent about a year and a half mm-hmm. in like with writer's block because... There was no, exp- I, w- I had no experience. I wasn't out in the I world.
1: was like, am I still in Baroness? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> got no-, no one's texted <laughs> me in a while. No one's here. texting me. What's happening? Yeah. It was a,
2: it was a, it was a, it was a we, after we had the instrumental versions of these songs, Gene and I worked for a while at, at uh, our home studio uh, in my basement, in my art studio, to doing, tracking guitars and starting to work on vocals. But the vocals thing was, it was very difficult to come by. And, mm, I figured out what it was way too late, but we had gone out in the spring of 2021 to do the first You are Baroness tour and the vocals weren't done. They were barely even started at that point. And, and I came back from that tour and then the following tour uh, in the... Or no, the fall it was fall 2021, spring of 2022. At the end of spring of 2022, I'd been out in the world. I'd been mm-hmm. playing music, I'd had experience. Right. I'd, I'd ha- I had things to draw on uh, to help the music Have life, and then the then the vocals and lyrics came easily.
1: You know what else? I think uh, I think you rediscovered some earlier vocal styles when we did the yeah um, yeah because there are some there are are some
0: new vocal styles
2: on the new album. Sure, and the new the new vocal styles. (laughs) It's funny how I got. Everybody's really like. It's funny how how I got there because, well, a I just want to point out that.
0: I'm thinking the Rose. We've, ro- the we've as well. done
2: quite a bit of spoken vocals on former records. I haven't done them as confidently or as prominently right. as I do on this record, but it's not. Is it's not a, It's not a new thing. Yeah. Uh, but I y- liked it.
0: I, I will. I will say uh, when when ro, the Rose single came out, I was like, yeah, that's. I like that one, and you know, people who are fans of yours that have been fans for long periods of time, uh, and. Admittedly, I'm only in the last ten years, so you know yep. I'm not an earlier on uh, fan. But you know, I definitely enjoyed that track and the chorus too, yep. and it all pairs you know magically well together. And I'm looking forward to hearing it live tonight. But uh, it, I think it was one of the you know things that not divided the fans, but definitely they had p- opinions about. It's that.
1: funny. I I never thought it was such like a big deal. You know, I don't no. know.
2: Well, that's but th- again, that's the beauty but of the being in the, that's are, the beauty you know? of being in that bubble that we were in. I know, and we we just kind of were like, well, this is good, you know, this feels right, this feels genuine, it it moves me. So well, I mean,
1: also when, when when we were writing, working on that song, we definitely realized that there are some elements of that song that have a sort of like early '90s like mm-hmm. sort of. You know, like maybe Jesus Lizard or something yeah. kind of influence in there. Yeah, and Jesus
2: Lizard, Leonard Leonard Cohen, Nick Cave—like those, those are all huge, huge influences on me as a, as a lyricist and as a vocalist. And you know, the the texture of speaking or loudly talking—you know, sort of pitched talking or whatever—but that the the mood and flavor of that was something that was. The, was easy for me to emote with and the funny thing was i think i discovered that when we were out on that lamb of god tour we were out with lamb of god suicide silence yeah. and kill switch engage
0: that
1: was was a crazy horror. tour we finished that
2: out i did rose with wow. the day the da- oh, like forgot, two days after we that. got back from that tour Oh, really? because because when we were on the tour i was you know i was like man i got to figure out what to do with my mic sets because i don't i i you know i i had uh, honestly and i I'm, i feel sh- uh, slightly ashamed about this but i think i had assumed that the lamb of god suicide silence kill switch crowd wasn't really going to like pick up on what we were putting down i, could have totally I don't think that was too. the case no, 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 in no, reality wasn't. which is which is awesome right it was fun. um because it was you know,
0: it was surprising it was a surprising lineup for me right and you know that but was crazy.
2: i early in that tour i just i was like well I can't do my my normal like low talking just you know the sort of like stream of consciousness bullshit that mm. I do normally and so I kind of got into this like WWE character that just you know you just talk everything like with force and conviction yeah and we were like halfway through the tour and I was like this is I'm like this this, this is like a natural this voice feels this feels feels yeah, right. <laughs> right so I you know I remember we, we got back from we got back from the tour and I had this huge set of like verses written out uh which became the choir um and I had I had act- I actually had nothing for for rows uh, but I had just read the uh this George Eliot poem that was that had a huge impact on me George Eliot the mm-hmm. Victorian uh English poet um and so for some reason, this this poem was like kind of knocking around in my head. And, I, and something, I've worked out up about something. I was like in a really, really awful mood. I was just like furious. And I had n- no way to uh, exercise that fury. So I went down, it's like two in the morning. I went down to the basement and Rose is kind of, the first two things, the first two takes that I did from it, I had no lyrics. I just kind of spit them out. Oh, really? And tightened up the lyrics. Did it a second time, and I didn't change it because I, like, I thought oh, the only thing I'm going to do is make this sound lamer and lamer if I if I understand it. Overpick it, well. it nitpick yeah, it. Yeah. So so and again and again, like you have to remember, the music was written a year and a half before that, mm-hmm. and the music was written with a pretty free and open mind. So I had to stick my, I had to. Hold myself to the standard of that spirit. A year and a half later, when I'm doing the vocals, which is like three takes, mm. whatever, whatever is best, and so nine like, times out of ten, is the first take.
0: Yeah, it's like Little Wayne just stepping into the booth, with nothing. Yeah, so down, there's right? like
2: you know, there's like little pitch discrepancies, and the, the timing is crazy in some of the songs. But it was just you know that you, sometimes you you have you know as, as any producer will tell you. The first thing that a vocalist does has the nervous anticipatory energy, and some of that like unsure footing actually helps the you know the soul of a of a voice like Mm -hmm. find its place on a record. So you know I was I was trying I was trying to hold myself to that standard with with the vocals and
1: vocals are definitely something that if it's too smooth too well done that can be a put-off. Yeah, And you guys debate on that? And No, okay. I, think, I think we all agree on that. No, we, that, that's just something... Or we, like when, we, it, when it happens, you bring it up. It, it, it's, more it's more when we're listening to other music. Ah, okay. Or like, the singer's yeah. kind of too good. This sucks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's cool.
2: Yeah, like, the, the recent example for us was we are watching um, the, what was it, 83?
1: Us, the Us Festival. The Us
2: Festival in California in 83. So they had, the, like, the New Wave Day, the Heavy mm-hmm. Metal Day, and the Rock Day and we were you know the the Van Halen footage from that's like the it's like famous drunken David Lee Roth yeah uh footage that er, that I think most people uh, or Van, Van Halen fans at least are, are aware of this footage it's great right, right and they're there's like so they're so good it's like you know, it, they do have a little bit of rock and roll energy for, oh, for sure i mean they got a, dude it's
1: like but so much rock and roll but energy. We, but, we, <laughs> but
2: we watched that and we're like this rules, this rules this rules this rules and then the next night we queued up the new the new wave day and i think it kind of reached its pinnacle and we watched the full clash set that they you know they were the headliners that night and it's so good it's so jagged and raw and and it's tight in that sort of I don't know, the way the clash works. Yeah, in a like, punk loose way. Yeah, in a punk yeah. loose way, but the but the, the groove is solid, the songs are good, and the urgency and the insistence is is there. And that's something that I've always been drawn to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think there's countless examples for us. We we just sort of prove it time and time again that, you know, the more spirited take is the better one. The yeah. more spirited, loose, you know, Thing. Not perfect. Not th- it's 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 not even that it's not perfect because I think that actually is perfect. Right. I think, it's not. But it's I think, impre- it's I, think imper- I think imperfection is homogeneity. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I feel
1: like that's kind of a problem, particularly with metal nowadays. Too polished. It's too polished nowadays. It's just like a lot of it sounds like it's literally just programmed production-wise,
0: or yeah. just in general overall. I think I general. think overall. Okay. Yeah. I think overall. So I, I mean, do like the production side of it, sounding better and not sounding like it's recording. Uh, absolutely. AM. Yeah. Sure, yeah. But absolutely.
2: But you but like you can't. Produce a metal record like a pop record and play a metal record like a pop record without it right. sounding like a pop record. Right. You know, and they're doing
0: that out there. Not I mean, you guys, but they are doing I'm it not out there. I people,
1: you know, mixing and matching different attitudes. That's fine. But I just like, I hear a lot of newer, even the last 10 years, it's just everything's so slick mm-hmm. and so, it just sounds, yeah, it's, it sounds unhuman.
2: However, I do think that in 2023, we, in 2022, we saw a rebirth in, in younger generations music of a rediscovery of attitude. Oh yeah. And I think that was something that for me has been missing for a very long time from and underground music is, is, I agree. is yes. like, look, technique is fine, but technique is a tool mm-hmm technique is a tool by which you express yourself of course you need a reason you need a yeah. reason, to, need a reason to do it
0: i think what happens is well i think what happened and i've said this before on the podcast is somewhere around the 2010s you started seeing record labels finding out that they could cash in on this kind of heavier music and you could see it on like mtv and all these other outlets and then you had bands just making albums or songs to do just that, you know, to just sure. get paid or something like that. you got a lot of these,
2: like like, like a lot of the sort of Southern California... In general, yeah. Yeah, like, and it, it's, I, you know, it's like festival metal. Right. Like, and that's, great, and that's... great costumes, guys, <laughs> but I don't see, I don't see a real amp on stage. I hate that. I don't, I don't hear four people playing, I hear four people playing and then a thousand backing tracks. Yeah. And I... Reje- I reject i reject that you know, that's not fucking music you know, you know, you you you. know when you see effects. i reject it no
1: i agree band, i don't, I don't side side like side stage that much. right You're like oh, this is awesome a lot of bands nowadays at festivals you watch side stage you can't and hear them all you hear is symbols
0: and i've done the that drums, recently and it's not good the drums
1: are, are tr- triggers whatever it's fine i guess but it's not everybody has any ears there's nothing there's, and there's all the amps are model mm-hmm. modelers whatever There's like nothing on stage
0: yeah i've even seen shows where they don't even set up amps at all and exactly. play direct in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And totally,
1: I totally. I mean, like, at least fool me. Maybe that's, a, I don't know, but maybe I, we're stupid. Well, no, but they're I think it's paying the ass. I, it's a, <laughs> I, think it's,
2: I think it's one of these instances where, like, if you're aware of what you are, if you use the technology in an interesting way, then I'm all about it, Masuga. Right, right,
1: right.
2: Like, I don't want to hear Masuga play through through, like, Marshall full stacks. I want them to sound just like they do because it's because, it's, sound because they've weird. taken yeah, yeah, they've yeah. taken the technology to a to an extreme place. They pushed it. Yeah, they're and I think and, and I think that th- I think that you know, I don't want to do the tirade thing and I'm not going to name names or anything, but when I'm talking about so festival you metal, know who you I, are. I think I think that there's the 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 sort of outward sheen of extreme music, but the inner core <clears throat> is garbage pop mm-hmm. I love pop music but it's got to be good you know that shit it just drives me up the wall because I mean partially because I'm jealous because it, it's so financially su- successful yes. these people are making money hand over fist but they're fooling people they're f- and they're fools they're fools. foolish that fan thing. Base
0: that easily is fooled?
2: Well, I'm not the sort of person who says I want one fan base or another I want genuine music to be successful not mine everyone else's I want genuine incredible music to be held as as the as the the ultimate commodity again like if you think about The Clash like you're you're talking about you know 10, 20 like great pop songs in their catalog right but it's they're not playing it like it's pop music it's It's just a good song yeah it's
0: got taken into pop
2: I'm like if you if you're gonna if you're gonna play this sort of metallic sounding shit like like it's pop music remember duran duran was a pop band remember hall and Oates was a pop band Mm -hmm. remember these are sophisticated songwriters who wrote like amazing songs i get when you come up with a melody that fits over those four chords and it's the same melody that, that comes out every year and like you know kids eat it up but like dude you're an artist like your obligation should be to lead your audience into something new yeah. so they can discover something, not shit out the same thing that you ate last year. I don't
0: fucking care. I get that, and I, th- I think a lot of that is fans just aren't educated to that. You know what I mean? Fans yeah, the, well, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, that's why I it's say, real.
2: as an artist, what is your obligation?
0: Well, I don't think those artists care necessarily, and I could go. could True. go from pop music True. all oh, the way no, to the art industry. I'm sure they don't care. Yeah, I'm saying there for the money I'm saying for
2: when the did clout. when did artists stop being artists and become competent craftsmen, mm-hmm. semi competent craftsmen, ri- writing simplistic melodies? I mean, I feel like that's pop embarrassing. Music
1: taken a worse dive yeah. than, than heavy music. Oh yeah, there's so many previous people. generations. Yeah, pop music in the 80s was like super sophisticated, awesome, weird. Songwriting and chords, yeah, there's nothing and weird really like
0: out of left field in pop now it's music. it's just like it's
1: just the same fucking chords, no, the I mean, same there's beats and the same there's melodies. A, there's a
2: couple, there's a couple of artists that I really like, like contemporary artists that I really like at the pop level, but they are interesting, you know, they are pushing. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think if they can do it, why can't everybody else? Like, the, it's that seemed to be,
0: I don't think those people can. I think there's a reason why right. those people so are not So
2: you should, you're you should be edged out of the the business yeah, you should be edged money, out of the industry based on the fact somebody, that your quality you know I mean? isn't high enough they're making money you for know? a label and some... if you're doing them if you're 2023 and you're doing the motley crew thing remember what motley crew was they were i i've never really been a huge crew fan but like Same. they look they're like savagely loose on stage mm-hmm. it's really a
1: pretty bad at the us festival
2: <laughs> yeah but in a way i love it because i'm just yeah, like uh, you go it's see, roll, right? you yeah. go see the you know the bands with like three words in their title or four yeah. words in their title with you know makeup and the outfits and everything. It's like that's the show.
0: That I'm is sorry. the show. That's the show. That the show the ain't show. the music. What, what like would a band like Baroness ever incorporate a show? Like you know, like I won't I won't say like makeup or anything like that, but like say your split your you know we the spheres of production. Thing.
1: But you know what? This is this okay? So like we going back to that class show. It's Four players on stage, yeah, well, it's just like all the lights are on, but back lights. then
0: there wasn't anything like that I in competition. Know, but that's that the to problem. me,
1: maybe because I'm um, maybe oh, well, I don't know, that to me, they're so exciting to look at and watch. And then somebody I saw maybe on Instagram somewhere, like just two, five seconds of that, of like the, the new U2 show. Oh, in yeah, the sphere, sphere? In yeah. that's what I was saying, like, and it's like, and it's like Bono's on a platform like this that's spinning around, and there's like a Gigantic screen that video takes away think, him. From and the I'm like that sucks absolutely takes sucks. away <laughs> you know <laughs> that fucking sucks I think if you are a performer you should perform right yeah and you should be engaging as a human and we should be interesting enough to look at and listen to on stage and that should be enough
2: mm. it should be enough should be yeah but I mean again, those, some we, people
0: are, need, what need what that it, extra
2: sure, sure yeah but I just well I, they need uh, they they need it but they need it. <laughs> They need it I don't to like h- it. They needed to hide a lack of energy. I get you. They yeah. need it to in in some, you know, in some ways just sort of create that kind of theatric mystique. Mm-hmm. But real mystique is a m- much higher commodity to me, you know? Like the thing that really sort of puts you on edge, or the thing that really moves you or connects with you. And I think I straight up think it's happening in basements and like yeah. DIY clubs. And small clubs right now because there's been this recent up like upsurge of, and it's happening in hardcore of all places. You well, know? I think it's I think, really I think it's really amazing.
0: Oh, I, I agree, and I think a lot of that. And we were talking about TikTok prior to starting this up. <laughs> I honestly think a lot of that is that the young generation is finding like mosh content or any kind of like other hardcore Something you know metalcore band on those kind of reels and uh, reels and TikToks and all right. that stuff. And they're eating it up because obviously, you know, hardcore, for example, the ninja fighting, hardcore dancing is like wild to someone who's never seen it before. And they're like, what the hell? You know, because mosh pits to them, I guess, to the normal person would think like, You know, just running into each other and pushing each other like an old or like a circle pit, right? But now you see like the ninja fighters and like people like whoa, you know, and they are interested in what's going on. And I think that's what really is bringing a lot more younger people into that like fold.
2: Yeah, and that's I mean that's what it that's what it did for me when I was young. You know, when I was when I was a teenager, and you know, seven. I are like slightly different ages, (coughs) but when I was a young teenager, like Fugazi was happening, and I running out. Running out do oh, that was out. that
1: was me. I was I was there for that.
2: Yeah, you were there for that. But I was like I was that like was the kid character. looking at like
1: what? Yeah. Sonic Youth, what?
2: Nirvana what? Minor threat what? Like all the things that were really and highly influential on me were not
1: on stage, but the band. Yeah. And it felt so fucking yeah, real. And you said energy before. So real.
0: It doesn't necessarily mean like physical performance and showing. It's just like the energy that the the band gives. I like, mean yes. y'all yeah. can
1: stand there.
0: And do nothing as long as like the energy is still coming through and it resonates with the crowd right
2: because I think a lot of performers in this day and age love to love to spit the they love the platitude of like oh hey you know thank you audience you're the ones who brought us here We're, we're grateful to you but it seems disingenuous and I I've always believed that the only show that's a good or the only performance that we do that's a good one is where the crowd outperforms us right like and the proof is in the pudding, because we play some horribly messy sets sometimes that are the best sets we ever play, because the crowd's rad. Yeah. And we could play, like, as, absolutely, like, as tight as possible. But if the crowd's not feeling it, then it's, it's actually not a good show. It's yeah. just, you know, and I, th- I, th- I, don't, I don't think that's an old-fashioned way of thinking about it. I think, you know, th- the reason that live music is great is because it's there's unexpected things that happen yeah. it's not because it's gridded and yeah, you know you got of, backing most tracks
1: shows are like that nowadays sure yeah. even in heavy music
2: Yeah. yeah but I a lot but, of backing tracks. but what I'm saying what I, I'm what,
1: I what i what I say uh, no, it's apparently, big apparently there's a it's big, it's big controversy in the drumming world a lot of heavy bands that some players are just doing the hands part and the feet there's pre-recorded no um, way yeah i mean we've oh, heard I that yeah, like that's like a big thing triggers you and stuff no no not triggers well i mean just they do trigger. also in
0: recording they you know, i'm they saying it's just the they just press and play and
1: they, yeah. they they're doing you know the sticks yeah you can't
0: always like you know if a drummer has a key, uh, keyboard uh laptop next to him you always gotta wonder what's going on you yeah. know
2: yeah but i'm like if you have a laptop laptop next to you do something like amaze me with it
0: right don't just use it for a click track or whatever don't use it yeah like
2: if you're gonna bring that thing on stage you better blow my mind, son.
0: And on that, I think we should probably kill it because <laughs> I think the bands are <laughs> starting outside. I'm yeah, starting a squirrel right is now. playing I'll, out I'll there. i
1: so that people can hear it.
0: Yeah. You, <coughs> could, you could probably hear it already. But uh, John, Sebastian, thank you very much for your time yeah, today. thank you. And that was great having you on there. Uh,
2: Thanks for the one question at the beginning. The one question? Well, we just kind of ran away with
0: that. No, no. That, this isn't an interview. You know what I'm saying? I like the way where – I like the podcast when – it's not yeah. on, you know, on track for anything. It's just yeah. any and everything, and I hate asking questions. I don't like them to be like an interview. Cool. So I appreciate your your willingness to do that. Of course. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Bye